Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Hindsight is Horrifying, the podcast where two and increasingly frequently three and maybe even more normal, or so we sort of like to make everybody think, uh, adults sit and watch movies and TV shows from our youth and we go back and we look at the things that we missed the first time or we just talk about how great they were or in retrospect how terrible they were. Tonight's episode was supposed to uh, be another guest episode with our good friend, Shawan, uh, 1EG on Instagram and Twitter and all that stuff. Uh, Unfortunately, due to a technical glitch, the first few minutes of that episode were lost. Uh, But the rest of the episode, all 90 minutes of it, were so good uh, that we couldn't let it go. So here we are uh, explaining ourselves to you. But we're not looking at it as a uh, a fault or a mistake. No, this is an opportunity to introduce a new segment on our show, Jason Screwed Something Up. Jason Screwed Something Up. He he had early onset... uh, Parkinson's or something that he had been diagnosed with so that was part of it yeah his wife talked about their last day together and said it was just the most perfect day he took her out and did everything that she liked to do and um he when she was reading in bed and she said he was acting really strange just like still very loving and sweet but he kept coming in to say goodnight to her over and over like goodnight my love I love you said it like must have been half a dozen times and she said that was the last time she saw him was when he was telling her good night yeah so well and that you know that's something i've heard Mm -hmm. about uh people who who kill themselves one of the reasons why a lot of people they like they don't see it coming is Mm -hmm. because they say well the last time i saw this person he was he was so happy you Mm -hmm. know beating everything and I, I talked to somebody once. Uh, there was a professor I had in college who was talking about the whole thing with Kurt Cobain. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was talking about how, and I personally think Kurt Cobain was murdered, but that's a... Different You're into conspiracy another, theories, another though. Yeah. Juan, not... was Kurt Cobain a little before your time? or I think so. Okay. Yeah. You know the band Nirvana? I do not. Oh okay. man, I feel wow. have I heard right that, now. I've heard I'm, I've heard that I'm, name. Okay, he was a very I feel famous very musician. Old and I do now, love all genres of music. I do I, not know that man. Brought that to a grinding halt. I don't want you guys to feel Oh my god. <laughs> We're good. Um I do know music though, guys. So you think Kurt Cobain was murdered? Yeah, yeah. But but what he was saying is it goes, you'll see that with a lot of people who mm-hmm. it's like they finally make the decision to do it, and then it's like they feel like, okay, well, I'm going to kill myself. And that looks like a weight has been lifted from their shoulders. Right. And so they're all like bubbly and effervescent and everything else like that. And fortunately, most people eventually come back to earth and realize this is a terrible idea. Whereas Uh, others kind of crash and still wind up harming themselves. And it's just, it's horrible. That's that's true though. But how, not, you know, to take it away from the sad part, but okay, so in 2014, they're thinking about doing a green, uh, a sequel to Mm -hmm. Mrs. Mrs. Doubtfire. Mm -hmm. How do you do a sequel to Mrs. Doubtfire? You don't. There is no sequel. Yeah. It it doesn't go anywhere after that. The character was an end game to get to his children. That was the whole purpose of it. And you know, and the it's a it's a bittersweet ending because yeah, he doesn't wind up with his wife, but he gets the access to his children that he was wanting. Yeah. And who is he going to dress up well, for? Well, maybe maybe uh, Miranda and uh, Danny. Maybe they get married. Okay. Maybe they get back okay. together. Yeah, maybe they get married. Okay. Wait, are you they talking didn't break about? Up, though. 
No, they broke Miranda, up. Miranda and her boyfriend. They, oh, okay. So uh, Stu, Pierce yeah, Brosnan. Stu. Maybe okay. they get married. Yeah. Maybe the kids grew up and maybe the kids have families. I don't know where they can go with that, yeah, but they I'd, can probably find something. They probably found something I'd have juicy. To, I'd have to dig to find I, I think you, you could do it where you would start off the movie with all the people that Robin Williams was friends with were being killed by assassins and then it Naturally. cut to and then it cut to Robin Williams living in a mountaintop cabin with his young daughter okay. and the army comes to him and says uh, your team's being wiped out this is basically the movie. It's com- two brothers no, no, in no, a van. Yeah. <laughs> You're no, going off the rails like Rick and Morty style. No, no, no. That's the plot to Commando. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's just it's. But it's I need Rob- you back. I when need. They I off, need Mrs. Doubtfire. We need Marky Mark, but we can't get him unless we kill his dog first. Oh, like in oh, Shooter, oh. that's what happened. Oh wait, I. Thought- You're thinking about John Wick. I think. No, no, there was a movie with Marky Mark in it where he killed Marky a dog. Mark? And oh, it, it, it was like. I wasn't aware of that. Yeah, and it was like the most traumatic moment I of my felt childhood. Like I know oh, this God. Movie. No, because what happened was. I definitely it, love Marky Mark. It, it was, it was, God, what movie was that? Because I'll never forget it. He it was. The, four Brothers. I, that might have been it. He were with the German Shepherd. It was no, a, that's not it. That's not it. There was, not it. it was a German Shepherd and. He, there's like there's a dog flap, and it's, it's one of those movies where he's terror. You know, him and other people are terrorizing children inside of a house, Mm-mm. like you do. Yeah, but and it's like you see the dog flap move, and you uh-huh. see the dog's nose come in, mm-hmm. and then like it's a dude holding the dog's head. Oh God! It was the most oh, traumatic no. moment horrible. of my childhood. Oh, Marky Mark, if you're listening, and I went to Catholic school. Wow. So. <laughs> I went to a Catholic college, so I know. Yeah. Yes, but were you ever an altar boy? No. No, no. Thank goodness. No. For some reason, my oh, parents geez. wouldn't let me do that. Wow. <laughs> God knows. No, I, let's just get away from that trauma. Uh, no, but I was referring to the movie Shooter where Marky Mark, he's living in a cabin out in the woods with his dog who he's trained to get him beers out of the refrigerator. And then like assassins come for them. They kill his dog. <laughs> and then later me. in the movie, he's like, you don't understand. Because he's talking about, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm going to get my vengeance. These boys killed my dog. <laughs> so hey, that's, that's how I would be. That's how John Wick yeah. is. So, if you, if mean, you kill my dog... There it's is, over. There is no place on this earth you can go to where you will be safe. Uh, You'll have to dress in a fat suit, Mrs. Dog. Doubtfire style. Don't kill somebody's dog. Yeah, just no. don't. It's not cool. That's not at all. Commando. But yeah, so like I know we've spent a lot of this off topic up until now, but here's the thing about this movie that I didn't remember from being a kid okay. was he, Mrs. Doubtfire doesn't appear on the scene until nearly 40 minutes into the movie. Right. Yes, yes. It's like really? 36, yeah. 50. Yeah, something like that. Well, that's... You know, that's how they used to do stuff like this. There's, was, there's a lot yeah. of setup, yeah. You, you had to set every single thing mm-hmm. up, you mm-hmm. know? Um, because in a real sense, I mean, yes, the movie's called Mrs. Doubtfire, but it's really not Mrs. Doubtfire. It's Robin Williams' character. Basically. It's Robin yeah. Williams doing about 90 different characters. Yes. And yes. um, sure. Fossey, Fossey, Fossey. Martha Graham, Martha Graham. <laughs> God, we got to do the birdcage. Yeah, I know. But, um, <laughs> yeah, one other thing I learned about this, once he gets into the character, like every other word he says is dear. Like, oh, hello, dear. And, it's oh. just, and I looked it up. He says the word dear 101 times in this movie. Okay. They put that Something on the internet. Like that. that is so random. Yeah. So you Somebody counted it. Times, times as easy. Little yeah. known, mental floss will tell you so many things wow. you never knew before. And, and, and I guarantee you that wasn't somebody who like had a copy of the screenplay and just said, "Oh, how many?" Compu-? They were like watching, like they one, watched it counting. Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. back in the day when you actually had to do that. As hey, imagine to- how bad this movie would have been if it was Mike Myers. 
But could you know? But, <laughs> mutual disdain. <laughs> but but how close My is dear this? Lady disdain. <clears throat> how um, close is this to a Mike Myers movie, though? It, it, it's like is it close? Yeah, it, I think yeah. I, I think if Robin Williams had said no, you could have seen you know. Oh yeah, you could yeah. have gotten um, a lesser comedian to do this, yeah. and it just wouldn't have been as good. No, yeah. because I mean, even as much as I love uh, Eddie Murphy, for instance, with the Clumps, he doesn't oh, have that favorite. many voices. Eddie Eddie Murphy's wildly talented, but he doesn't have yeah. a quarter of the voices that oh, Robin Eddie, Williams Eddie, does. Ed, look, Eddie Murphy Eddie, is yeah. one of the most talented human beings. I would Period. kill to see. <laughs> look. I mean, oh, I, the other Hercules. day. <laughs> Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. The other day, my my kid wanted to watch the movie, the, the haunted mansion, and I was I like, love oh, the haunted no. mansion. No, and that was I was like, oh, I don't want to watch this. It's so good. And I watched it going. I'm really surprised by well, how much good. I'm enjoying this. Because I saw Daddy Daycare, and then when Haunted Mansion came around, I was like, "Oh God, I don't, I don't have the fortitude." For what this. was yeah. What was the one that Eddie Murphy did where he was? It was the science fiction one. Um, Doctor Doolittle. Oh, no, the one in uh, Pluto Nash. Pluto Nash. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a he's like a spaceman. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's I never saw it, but yeah, I know nobody what you're did. Talking about. Yeah, nobody <laughs> I absolutely that's a go back, well, but I me. absolutely love the Haunted Mansion. Hmm. I've never oh, seen yeah. it. It's yeah. such a good, especially during Halloween time. Even though it's not like really scary, the, it's the such best a good movie. the best season of the year. Yeah, yeah, by that far. Is def- yeah, I love because Halloween. Halloween is the best holiday. That's it's true. It's better than Christmas by light years. I don't know. Dragon Con <laughs> is my personal know. high holy holiday. Do you um, know the only reason why Dragon Con doesn't win it for me? Because here's the thing about Halloween. Do tell. Halloween is a holiday with zero responsibility. I don't have to go anywhere. I don't have to do anything. Mm. I literally, it's there's. No one has ever been made to feel guilty for skipping out on something to do with Halloween. That's true. You know, Christmas. Yeah, Christmas misery. Yeah, it's you have to travel. Yeah, I love Christmas too. If it wasn't for the fact that it's you know it's Christmas, travel thousands of miles to go see family. Oh, see, that's the thing that I'm discovering with my um, my one year old niece is that all holidays are now about her, and that's that's how it should be. It is. No, you're right. No, you're absolutely. Yeah, you're absolutely right. But like, it's just the sudden shift because a baby comes along and then. Literally everything. Now changes. we're putting back up oh, decorations. Yeah. Yeah. That is in five years. Oh yeah, we're, well, yeah. yeah, that's how it was. <laughs> that's in, how it yeah, that's how it was in my family for years. It was Christmas was just a you know it was a holiday. Mm-hmm. The family got together, but then my son was born, and it was a huge. And deal. It, now yeah. it's like oh Santa Claus and all this family other stuff, too. and it's yeah. like yeah, yeah, baking that's, cookies, that's nice. decorations, the whole nine. Yeah, yeah you yeah. go out of your way. It's, yeah, because I mean you want them to kind of feel the same way you felt when you were growing right. up. So you, it's like yeah, let it, me just you know show yeah. them what it's really about. Yeah, and that that yeah. that is, and that's honestly because people say why do you let your kid watch the movies that you do? And I say well one I watched them at his age too. My parents just didn't know about it. But and I your was kid w- is like above average intelligent too. So yeah, he's he, a sharp he's, one. I've he's, met your kid yeah, before. Yeah, he's a sharp one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, not to interrupt you, Jason, but we got to a really good moment in the movie with it's just, and I think this might be one of the most memorable scenes, kind of like the, <clears throat> excuse me, the Deo scene from Beetlejuice where yeah. it, mm-hmm. they're trying to find the look for Mrs. Doubtfire. Mm-hmm. And director Chris Columbus actually verified that they went through hundreds and hundreds of photos in real life to find the look for what Mrs. Doubtfire was going to be like until they landed on kind of a 40s-style English woman. Yeah. And that's wow. what they found because Robin Williams, he he lands the job as or, or lands an interview as the children's nanny to come and meet them, and then he's like, oh – He's he's reacting to everything instead of being proactive. He's like, oh god, I guess I need to find a costume to where my ex wife won't recognize me now. And <laughs> even on the phone interview, 
Right. He's winging it, and she's like, oh, well, what's your name? And he, he sees a clipping in the newspaper where it yeah. says, Police Doubtfire. Yeah. And he's like, oh, Mrs. Doubtfire, dear. And that's just where it all starts. He just wins well, Yeah, it. which is funny because he, he, he puts a lot of thought into every part of the plan. Except, except for that, very except important except details that like yeah. that. Right, anyway, right. Whatever, you know. Yeah. If I didn't know any better, I would think that a lot of that was definitely improv. Oh, oh, oh a bunch of this yeah. was. Okay. Uh, yeah. 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 Like that dinosaur scene where he's playing with a dinosaur and he's like, oh, I'm the rapping to yeah. something. Um, like, that's improv. The director actually used multiple cameras on okay. Robin Williams at any given point whenever he was allowed to improvise just to make sure they wouldn't miss out on anything. Because uh, there's that point where wow. the the caseworker comes to inspect his apartment to mm-hmm. make sure that the environment's safe for the kids, and he that iconic moment where he smashes his face into the cake uh, and the icing because mm. he lost his uh, his rubber his face. Yeah, he lost his face and it got run over by the truck. So he smashes his face into the cake, and apparently, uh, when he's making tea for the caseworker. Uh, the meringue sort of icing dripping off his face was a real thing that happened because of how hot it was yeah. on set and oh. Robin Williams just ran with it. Yeah. He's like, no, you've got your tea and your sugar. <laughs> He's like, oh, another drop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he just ran with it and a wow. lot of this, was, I think that He's so good. that's just what happened on a lot of his films is people were like, if He's like a wind-up toy. You wind yeah. him up and just let him go and see what we get. Well, yeah. he, he's somebody who knew comedy. He understood comedy. He did. From the know. ground up. Yeah. yeah he was a comedy up. god. And, and, and yeah. that's something that you, I think a lot of people nowadays don't get that. That You know, comedy, comedy's difficult. It's incredibly yes. difficult. Oh my God. God, I know. You know, and you know, you look at things like the, the Ghostbusters reboot. Um, With the ladies, yeah. Yeah, where, where they, they tried mm. to accomplish, the, where Paul Feig is like, yeah, and it's not the same thing. You know, it's like, no, you... If you had, you know, Gilda Radner in the cast, yes. or and or it, Madeline be, Kahn, yeah, because it had nothing to do with the fact that it was women. It was, no, it was the fact yeah, that they, not. yeah, they just couldn't hang on the same comedic level right. as the original. Yes. And they're really funny. Like these are really funny females they yeah. had in that movie. Like naturally, outside of the movie, yeah. yes. I, I mean, I enjoyed the movie, but it wasn't as funny as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, right. I thought I was going to be like crying. It had yeah. its moments. It, 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 it needed to be a scripted. You know, here's you know somebody writing very funny dialogue. And very talented people reading it, mm-hmm. yeah. as opposed to something like you know a Chevy Chase or or Robin Williams movie or even a Jim Carrey. You know, in Jim Carrey movies in the nineties, like um, what was uh, Liar Liar? Yes, and I've never seen this, so I don't know that this is absolutely true, but mm-hmm. I, but I have heard this that that there are points in the screenplay in the shooting script where it literally says you know dialogue dialogue Jim does his thing. I would not doubt that for even a yeah. heartbeat of a second. And so it's no. like Jim Carrey just does his thing for a little bit, and then we pick it up again with dialogue to yeah. wrap up the scene. He is you know? just... Well, it takes that kind of trust, and that's like... Yeah. And every now and then, lightning will strike like on a show like The Office, where you can let Steve Favorite Carell play right. around with the cast, and they can actually bounce it back to him. And mm-hmm. that, that's even more rare to yeah. let that happen, but... Because that's one thing that Ryan Gosling said about working with Steve Carell on Crazy Stupid Love. He was mm-hmm. like, he was like, Steve taught me a lot of things, mostly how not to laugh at him while I'm on set with him. Because oh my god, he is so funny! Like wow. it was a huge thing. So some of yeah. these actors, and you never know that they're improving until years and years later. And you hear no. about it. And I mean, and, and that's the thing with the Ghostbusters movies. You think of, and maybe it's a generational thing. Because I think probably the youngest person I know who's working who has. That level of improv skills is Julia Louis Dreyfus. Yeah. Oh God, she's who amazing. Who is fan. 
fantastic, you know. But you know, you know, you look at if you had a magic wand and you could pull people from through. I mean, imagine Ghostbusters with you know Carol Burnett, Madeline Kahn, yes, Julia Louis Dreyfus, Julia Louis Dreyfus. That that would be the best movie ever. What do you guys? Yeah, you didn't enjoy Kate McKinnon in that movie from SNL. I like her. I think she's the funniest. I think they were all like the. And it's kind of like what we talked about on Caddyshack, Jason, where. that was the first time you really saw like Harold Ramis, Chevy Chase, Bill Murray, all those guys together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but they, I think they were hoping lightning would strike from all this individual talent with yeah. the girls' version of Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah. Because all of those women are individually hilarious. are very funny. Yes. Well, but, but they just didn't have the chemistry it, that the original yeah. Ghostbusters had. I, I yeah. think it's a sort of the uh, the Top Gear uh, thing, you know. Um, mm-hmm. With I know Go- what you're getting at. Yeah, with Ghostbusters, you had you know. Harold Ramis and Bill Murray and mm-hmm. Dan Aykroyd, mm-hmm. um, and, and and who were all just as different as the women yeah, who played yeah, the new Ghostbusters. But, 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 but they had they, they had worked together and they had built this chemistry mm-hmm. with each other, so yeah. they knew how to play off each other. Yeah. It's sort of like Jeremy Clarkson said with Top Gear. He said, "Look, if you want to have another Top Gear, a successful Top Gear, mm-hmm. what you need to do is get three people, stick them on a desert island for about a year and a half." <laughs> yeah. Wow. Because the whole, all the comedy of the show was the chemistry. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have that. Them being able to rag on each other and bitch at each other and snipe yeah. when, they, when things if, are going if, badly. If, and makes sense. And they're if, best friends 30 yeah, seconds later. If, if the women who were in the Paul Feig Ghostbusters, had, if that had been their third, fourth, or fifth movie together. It would have been It would have been a vastly different movie. Because they would have just yeah. had, they would have had that, you know. Yeah. But you don't. You don't get that anymore. There, there is no Rat Pack. There's not, you know, three or no. four people who hang out. No. You know, because it's hard to package that anymore. Because it's hard to get comedy teams together, too, right. as yeah. opposed to like... And that's why it was such a big loss to lose Robin Williams. And, yeah. and I know we haven't lost Jim Carrey. He's still with us, but he's kind of... He's gone a bit own, off the deep yeah. end. He's in his own he, world. He's in the new Sonic, the Hedgehog movie, so... Oh, dear. Yeah. Um, he I miss his old... Stuff. Yeah, he. Yeah. I think <laughs> Jim Carrey kind of got, he got a little let up with himself, you know. It's possible. Yeah, but, but imagine it, being Jim Carrey and just having all that, all that, yeah. just like energy and like years and years of just like ah, he probably got tired. Yeah, like, probably so. Imagine <laughs> you know? He's, he paints now. He was on comedians okay. and cars getting coffee with Jerry Seinfeld. He's got his own studio. Well, oh, Seinfeld. Awesome. Seinfeld's a great example of a guy who, mm. you know, everybody says, oh, you know, the you know Seinfeld, the greatest show, you know, greatest comedy ever. But, but the, he needs a script. Well, but but the thing is with Jerry Seinfeld is Jerry Seinfeld is as close as you can come to being a scientist of comedy. Oh, yeah. He mm. understands the rules, the techniques of... He knows how to make something he funny. He can approach it surgically, whereas yeah. a lot of people have to approach it yeah. with a much looser feel. And that's something right. that comedians all... Like, um, I remember as a kid, uh, Maury Amsterdam, a great old comedian. He was on the Dick Van Dyke show. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Maury Amsterdam invented the triple. And he said... Comedy comes in threes, Morty. <laughs> no, and no, but he's... A, but he, it's true. You know, I know, he, I'm yeah, agreeing yeah. with you. And that was the thing. He would say, you know, look, it's the triple. You do three... You do it in threes, and that's funny. You know, the the stewardess comes up, up to you and says, you know, uh, coffee, tea, cyanide. It do- <laughs> See, it doesn't even matter what the joke was. Yeah, right. no, it doesn't. You know, but you laugh. And right. it's like, well, because it's the triple. There's a science to comedy, and movies like Mrs. Doubtfire, I think, are great examples of people who know comedy. Yeah, who don't have to stick to a formula to make it happen. Either, yeah, they're though. comedy yeah. professionals. Right. Yeah. yeah, you know. 
Yeah, and for him, I think it was just super. It just was natural. He had to think about anything. He just kind of went with it. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah, they, they gave him, the script gave him enough to work with. It's yeah, like, I'll wing it from here. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it loosened his <laughs> reins to the point where they were like, okay, we're going we're gonna to loosen your line a little bit, let you out yeah. and see what happens, but then they may have to reel him back in because well, right. one of the things that happened on the set when Pierce Brosnan orders the jambalaya at the restaurant toward the end of the movie and he's like, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's like, don't make it spicy, I'm allergic to pepper, which yeah. who the hell is allergic to pepper? I've never heard that. Ever. But um, Robin Williams apparently... Sneaks into the kitchen and puts extra spice on his pepper, and well, Mrs. Doubtfire does it. Yeah. But in real life, on the set, Robin Williams was like messing with Pierce Brosnan while they were doing <laughs> the choking <laughs> scene, yeah. trying to prompt him to mess up. So they were just he and he would just do stuff like that. Yeah. Mm. Uh, there was another scene when uh, Robin Williams passed. Mara Wilson, the little girl, um, who another interesting thing, Blake Lively auditioned to be. Uh, the youngest child in this movie. Okay. And I can see that. She was too nervous because uh, she had seen her first Robin Williams movie the night before. And so her dad or her mom was like, oh no, you're not you're not doing this with Robin Williams. You're auditioning with his twin brother. Oh. So they were trying to calm her down. But then <laughs> right. she gets introduced to him and the producers are like, this is Mr. Williams. This is Robin Williams. And she freaked out and messed up her audition. Wow. So Mara Wilson got the part and then became Matilda and was very famous. Uh, Macaulay Culkin, her way to fame. Because she was just such a talented child Matilda actor. Matilda but best. when Robin Williams passed away, she said that there was a scene that was cut from Mrs. Doubtfire mm. where um, he, she, because she did some sort of a callback to him having chopsticks in his ears. Yeah. And she was like, it got cut, but he was supposed to sing us a song. But then he actually just started cracking jokes to make us laugh on the set because yeah. he was just so sweet. Yeah. And he got along oh. with kids so well. And I was just like, God. Everything about this movie. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I think Robin Williams, and I've heard something like that before. It's you know he's sort of identified with kids. Oh yeah. More because with adults, you know it. it I, it's a cliche, but it's yeah. the you know the the saddest person is is the clown. You yeah. Know, the the jester is the one who's really crying, even though yep. he's, you know. And I think being around kids would inevitably, it's like, you can just make them laugh and they mm. just get it and they go with it and they don't question it. Well, and they see you without your walls, yeah. without your your nuances and yeah. the cadences that you built around yourself. Well, kids just see through and, that. And right. kids don't look at Robin Williams and think of the fact that, oh, well, you're worth millions of dollars. Yeah. You they know, just appreciate him because he's funny the funny person. man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's all he ever wanted to be was the funny guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, go back and watch Mork and Mindy. Mork and Mindy to this day is hilarious. Oh, so, oh, with wow. him in the with Mork with the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. Oh my god, <laughs> that is still yeah. one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. And he invented it. You know, he invented the role. You know, yep. there was no other actor in the world that could have been Mork. And to think he first appeared on Happy Days. Yeah, as Mork of yeah. all places. Yeah, because that show. Oh man, uh, <laughs> they they jumped the shark in a myriad of ways. <laughs> they threw the shark party a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. But, I, you know, okay, sorry. no, 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 oh, no, no, don't let us steamroll you. I did want to mention how the kids kind of, how their characters were, how like, I guess grown they were. Yeah. And mature they were. I, I knew I was, at their age, I was definitely mature, but I feel like I was not 
that mature. Yeah. And, the and, things they kind of like said and yeah. did, I would never in front of my parents. Never. Well, and Ma- not to a grown up. The way, and first of all, I wouldn't have hired a nanny if I had a, what appears to be what a 15 year old daughter who can look she after can the watch other the kids. kids and yeah. you can save your 300 a week. Like exactly. 300 a week. <laughs> well, in 1993, I, I, maybe that's I, what I don't it was. think Sally Field. Yeah, yeah, I don't think Sally Field was hurting for the money. She though. wasn't. Yeah. Probably not. But still, you know. Why? Oh, and, and this is a random thing, but yeah. uh, when, as Mrs. Doubtfire, he's trying to cook his first meal for the oh, family gee, and he's yeah. making something complicated like hollandaise and he's never made a meal in his life and he burns everything and sets his boobs on yeah, fire yeah he's like uh, oh what's so the- <laughs> yeah and he's like why does hollandaise smell like burnt rubber oh my god and then he's trying to that put his funny. flames out but he orders takeout from this place that charges him 135 dollars yes. for four meals and i was like god in 1993 that that is the most ridiculous that's a lot thing of money I've in ever heard. A lot even, of money even in, in New York, that's yeah. I know, and they're in San Francisco. Oh, they're in San Francisco. Yeah, oh, okay, uh, okay. the whole film was actually uh, it wasn't even filmed partially. It was all filmed in San Francisco. Wow! Because uh, at one point, Robin Williams wore his Mrs. Doubtfire outfit to a sex toy shop. Cool. And yeah, exactly right. Wow. Yeah. It's like how uh, it's not on the same level, obviously. But uh, my dad was at the final. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, I'm Wait going somewhere with it. My dad was at the final. Four a couple of years ago when they were filming the second Ron Burgundy film and okay. Will Ferrell was there yeah. in his Ron Burgundy outfit. <clears throat> so not the same thing. I, I have an interesting <laughs> story about the uh, second film too because they filmed a lot of that in downtown Atlanta. Yeah, they did. And Always. I worked at a building. I worked at the... Uh, it's not the Equitable building anymore. I think they, they took Equitable off... You they know, for, did. I don't remember what yeah, they Yeah, For, for years and years it was the Equitable building. Mm-hmm. And I remember going out to go get lunch one day and in front of the building and all up and down the street are cars like old New York style taxi cabs. And suddenly there's like little pizza stands mm, that have sprung up. I'm in the land up. of Walter Cronkite. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I'm, I'm walking around going, this is it. I, this is how I'm going to die. I'm having a stroke. That's hilarious. For some reason, I this smell is pizza instead yeah, of toast, but yeah, for uh, some reason my, this is what my brain picked. And we, Mm-hmm. I, I watched across the street, you know, the big fight scene? Yes. They were filming that right there. Wow. And it's, Wait, for the second <laughs> that's movie? That's so cool. That's dope. Yeah, it was the second movie. Okay. Yeah. Because we saw, I, I got to see two, I got to be in one fight scene, but I, I, you nice. can't see me. No, it's, uh, no, it's not. It's from the fourth Taken movie. Oh, okay. Gee, the fourth I was about Taken to say, that was movie. a jump. Love Taken. Yeah, I... How many the, of those do there need I, to be? The, How many family going. members does he have to kidnap? There's, it's such a good movie. Yeah, at some point it's just bad parenting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. At some point you're going to jail. Well, I think it's what, four movies? There's a TV series. What? It's yeah, a TV there series? Is, oh, yes, a there's a Taken TV series. Oh, I don't, that's probably I, really good. I think it probably already got canceled. I was about to say, I don't know. Why did it cancel? Because it's probably guess. not that good. Yeah, because every, every week it's, you know. Losing their care. Losing somebody. My fucking daughter got kidnapped again. Why can't I keep track of this damn kid? Right. Put, a, put a put bell a bell on, on her. her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just like uh, twenty four. As much as I adored that show when it was on, it was mm-hmm. like okay, the concept is starting to wear itself out. Yeah, every season yeah. is the hardest day of Jack yeah. Bauer's life. This, <laughs> this man, this man will go twenty four hours without peeing. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then he had a heroin addiction, and it started to go off the rails, right. and it just, oh my God. What a day. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> what a day. <laughs> what a day. Yeah, but, um, so you were in the fight scene for uh, one of the take I was filming, yeah, I was, yeah. Were the, you, you were just walking by, you were Yeah, extra. yeah, I was, I was walking by. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, no, I wasn't an extra. My yeah. dad was an extra in a movie, though. He was an extra in, oh my God, what was it? It was a movie with, um, Christopher Lloyd and, oh, uh, Michael Keaton, mm-hmm. the one where they played mental patients who escaped from the. Um, I'm not familiar with this, but I'm oh, gonna find it. Yeah, it, it's uh, just, it's two of them that leave the. Yeah, they like. Is that a newer movie though? Right? No, no. This no? one, this one's old. He was in New York on business, wow. and he He's said somebody fan. somebody just <laughs> walked up to him and said, "Hey, you want to be in a movie?" And he said, uh, "Sure, why not?" Wow. And and they said, "Okay." And they they made them walk across the street and then walk back and then repeat that about fifteen times. Oh yeah, you got it. It's a chore. I've been a Walking Dead before and I almost melted. Yeah, because they they do cattle call extras for Walking Dead. I was a zombie in the middle of twenty five hundred other zombies. You wouldn't even see me. Oh, that's still cool, though. It was so hot. Like when they do herd shots where there's hundreds and hundreds of walkers coming. They literally get. Tons of people come out for those. A hundred extras, and they just—I guess they probably just double it. I don't know how they do all that stuff. I think they add on to it with the CGI. They add on, but but when I say they do it in the hottest area of Georgia in the summer, yeah, out in Sonoy. Oh my god! I don't know what it is, and I've lived in the South my whole life, but I really do think that people in the South don't understand concepts of like there's a part of the year when it's not miserable, cool outside. Because we do everything in the hottest possible time of yes, the year. I like the heat, though, but not Walking Dead heat. I, yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> give, give me dry desert heat any or, day. Or, yeah. or you know, Shakespeare and, in the park. Oh, <laughs> you know. that's a good example. <laughs> yeah. Okay, it's 97 degrees outside. That means you're going to need three pounds of makeup yes, yeah, to sweat yeah. off the under two layers, and then the, maybe it'll last for three and a half hours while oh you're wearing the heaviest gosh. costume in the history of the ever, ever. Yes. <laughs> uh, when I say Tatani... Oh, well, getting specific. No, that's no, fine. It's, it's fine. Trust me, we do Wait, it all when just I complain say, about how hot it yeah. was. Perfect. When I say Titania was sweating, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm like this. And my yeah. hair was colored, so my hair is like melting. It was so, it was was, so yeah. hot. Yeah. Mm. So was everybody else. So was yeah. the audience. Oh yeah. That's yeah. the thing. So was the audience. My friends were like, whoo, it was hot out there. I'm yeah. like, yeah. It was hot enough in the theater with those costumes this year. I mean, I, yeah. I would have melted in the park. But. Yeah. Oh, thank God for for air conditioning in the theater Seriously. this yeah. time. Yeah, that, that's Jesus. yeah. The idea was a good idea. It just was way too hot. Yeah, it could be retooled and done differently, and and maybe it will. Maybe, maybe it, won't. it won't. We shall see. Yeah. But yeah, okay. So we're we're actually caught up with the film with the point that I brought up last, yeah, where he sets himself on fire and then orders takeout. That was like cheesy grits. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it's a bubbling thing. Bubbly, it would have been a hollandaise. Grits. Oh, but I I sort of prompted a memory back to our Death Race two thousand episode when um, <laughs> when Robin Williams rips the Mercedes. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. the piece off of R- Pierce Brosnan's car. Yeah. And I was like, maybe, I wonder if it was adjustable. <laughs> I, I just couldn't remember. <laughs> but, yeah, so <clears throat> nobody's going to get a Mercedes logo implanted on them if they get hit by that car. No, no. But, Robin, yeah. Robin was like, uh, 
found this outside. Seriously. Like, can you? He was really bullying him. It was so funny. Well, and I, I don't know how he survived on this set with all that makeup because I read that it took four and a half hours to assemble that whole oh, yeah. look for him. Yeah, it's like with the Grinch stole Christmas and all that. Whenever you uh, start getting all that, <laughs> all those like prosthetic makeup and stuff like that going on, it takes hours. Oh yeah, yeah. And, I mean, it's it's misery. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, Michael Dorn, who played Worf on Star Trek: The Next Generation. Yes. I mean, he had to he had to show up at like five a.m. Uh-huh. just so that he could get on set about three hours after everybody else. Oh it yeah, took that damn long of him sitting in a chair. Yeah, it was the it. same. I couldn't do it. I don't want all that stuff no, on me. I couldn't do I would it. Get yeah, really claustrophobic. See, that's what that's what I would. I I, I, I would start. Out. I would start just like getting get it off me. Yeah, yeah. It, I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Well, they uh, not to bring up Marky Mark again, but they did a really funny bit. I think it was the MTV Awards many moons ago when they remade Planet of the Apes with James Michael Tyler, yeah. and um, yeah. James Michael Tyler had to show up at you know three a.m. to start his makeup because yeah. it was like an eight-hour process for him to be what? turned into a gorilla. Nope. And Marky Mark walks in, and they were like, "Okay, Mark, we're ready for your makeup." And they literally hit him with a brush twice, and he was like, <laughs> "Cool, guys, thanks. Try not to take so long next time." Yeah. While James Michael Tyler's sitting there just throwing daggers at him with his eyes. Well, well how know, do you get it off? I that quickly, God, no. slowly. I couldn't do yeah. it. Yeah, the, but there are some actors who who. It's a weird experience for them. There was a, uh, an actor named Andreas Katzelis who most people won't know. Uh, mm-hmm. He was he played the one-armed man in The Fugitive, but yes. he was also one of the regulars on my all-time favorite TV show, Babylon 5. And he played an alien, mm-hmm. and he had a whole big prosthetic thing. You know, wow. It was the same sort of thing. But the weird thing with him was that he said... He, he said, I never really felt like I was very handsome. I never felt like a handsome guy. Mm. But for some reason, when I have all the makeup on and they put the costume on me, all of a sudden I feel sleek and handsome. And huh. he, he loved it. He would get in the makeup and he would stay in it all day. And it just in case they needed him to come back, you know, right. and, and reshoot something. Right there. He loved being in the costume. He said he just, he felt like... He was so cool looking. You know? I mean, it changes wow. you. That's why I, it changes you. Yeah. Once you see yourself in the mirror as that character, mm-hmm. it's not like you just put on a frilly shirt to do some Shakespeare. Or you put on a pirate costume. Or, well, no, even um, no, Pirates of the Caribbean, they talked about that because uh-huh. Johnny Depp showed up looking like that. He had gold he, teeth. He, yeah, he showed up perf- looking like Keith Richards. Yeah. Wow. Uh, <laughs> uh, and. Uh, what was the guy? He was on Coupling who played Lieutenant Norrington. Steve from he, Coupling. Steve yeah. from Coupling, yes. Uh, he was like, Johnny showed up on set looking all badass and charcoal and whatever. And I was like, Christ, I look like a cupcake. Because like, <laughs> he had the big the powder wig yeah. and everything going on. But that was the problem with Pirates is that um, on paper. But he got to kiss Sarah Alexander. So he wins. Yeah, he does. Yeah, so that, She's that, that, yeah. a total smoke show. But okay. um, but that was the problem with Pirates is that on paper, Will Turner married, and Jack were the same person until she, Johnny showed up. She married Peter Serafinowitz, though. So her name now legally should be Sarah Serafinowitz, mm. which I think is kind of cool. I, think that's I why, would go with that. I think that's why she married that him. That rings. Yeah. yeah. Peter Serafinowitz is a you know genius of an actor. <laughs> cool. He's the tick on the new uh, the Amazon yeah. series. No, the I tick. know who yeah. he is. Yeah. He's in... Uh, and he's Darth he's, Maul. The voice of Darth. Maul. I was about to say I don't. I th- no, don't he's think not. That's right. No, Ray Park. Ray Parks was Darth Maul, <laughs> but he's also in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. And oh, he's everywhere. Yeah. Parks and he's, Recreation. He's awesome. Speaking, he's everywhere. Speaking of um, galaxies, Zoe Sandala. Sandala. Oh, love her. Did I say her name right? I think so. Yeah. Zaldana. I think Zoe Zaldana. Yeah. Yeah. The makeup she gets. 
Yeah, with that I've green makeup. I've seen her take it off oh my on Instagram. God. She's so hot, by the way. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, but can you imagine how long it would... I've watched her Instagram, like, showing it getting, like, come off. That's the ultimate makeup guide right there. like, it takes forever. Well, and it's funny I because mean, in the movie... It's got to be bad for you, too. Like, well, you have skin, to think... Your skin can't be. It's got to be... Your skin is still flawless, so it can't be. Well, I guess. Her skin afford, is definitely flawless. Well, she can afford fancy her. spa treatments and stuff, That's the likes true. of which... We I mean, if you, put, if you put that crap on me, I guarantee you, I would be the guy that, you know, oh, I got the roll, I got the roll. Oh, no, I've, I'm, aller- I'm allergic to this. <laughs> they have to epi-pin me, epi-pin me between Fire shots. Me. <laughs> you pull a, a Wizard of Oz and say, I'm allergic Jean, to the pain. Gene, do you always look like that? My God, you do always look like that. I couldn't do it. I would literally have a panic attack well like, unlike in mrs me. doubtfire where robin williams can pull off his prosthetic stuff in like 30 seconds flat and he's switching back and forth between being mrs doubtfire and being danny and switching the like when the yeah. uh, i like you danny. When the, uh, the, i kill the, you last when oh, she God. would when the uh when they went when the caseworker yeah, yeah caseworker when yeah. she's examining his yeah, apartment yeah yeah because yeah. he runs back to his bedroom which doesn't have a door by the way she could just easily walk back there if she wanted to and uh, he's like, oh, yes, dear, Dan, right. I'll be right with you. And he's like, yeah, I just got out of the shower one second. And yeah, but she, he was like, I'm in the shower. Yeah, the shower kind of, it saved him the shower. He's yeah. Like, I don't want to go walk in there and see him, you know. Yeah. He kind of won up Dustin Hoffman, you know, because when Dude Dustin. Dude looks like a lady. Because yeah, when Dustin Hoffman <laughs> played Tootsie, yep. there was no prosthetics. It was just makeup. Yeah, it wow. was just yeah, makeup on Dustin you know? Hoffman. But it, uh, I mean, but that was the thing about Robin Williams is that he committed. It, oh, it's yeah. the difference between with bacon and eggs, the chicken is involved, but the pig is committed. Robin yes, Williams yeah, was always yeah. the pig. Did no did either what. of you see the movie What Dreams May Come? I don't think so. No, I didn't. It seemed kind of sad, Uh-oh. and it that it, was that it, was when he started doing serious movies, and I couldn't really cross over that threshold when, when I was younger. That. Well, I will say this about that movie. Nobody, like, it's universally panned. People don't like it. I saw it in the theater, and I love seeing movies on opening night because I'm unpolluted. You know, there's no influence nobody, about anybody saying... tell you it's great or it's horrible. Exactly. Mr. Exactly. Contrarian over there in the corner. Yeah, and it's like, well, no, seriously, that's, that's a thing because I walk out of the movie, and the opinion I have, it's this is my opinion, and I loved that movie. I thought it was one of the most beautiful movies, and Robin Williams, mm-hmm. he was just... He was so sincere and honest, you oh, know. Yeah. And and I'm not look, I mean the the whole serious Robin Williams thing. I didn't like Patch Adams. I didn't see that one either. That one's no, that one's seeming even more sad. It <laughs> is. No, dying that, no, children. No, that no dying children? No, you you don't even know the half of it. I yeah. What? I've never really gotten into Patch Adams. Yeah, yeah you know, the, the woman he loves, you know, and then you know Don't don't tell me, know. I'll actually watch it now since if it's <laughs> not look, it's you not say it's good on my chicken. It's not bad, but it, it is it's it's an emotional trip. What dreams may come I love because it was so abstract, mm-hmm. you know, and it just has this whole beautiful concept of heaven and hell and what it would look like and oh. all this stuff. And it's really cool. And Robin Williams, you know, he, he, he had this, you know, you watch it. And again, it's like we said before, you're watching it now thinking about what happened to him. In yeah. The end. Right. See, that's why I might be a little, and too, it, it's, mm, it's might not be able to handle yeah. that. Right. Which is weird because the major plot point in that movie is the fact that somebody commits suicide. Yeah. And that's, you know, he's got to save her in the afterlife. Right. You know, it's really, yeah. 
Sorry, we just missed the point this where he pulls piece. the hood ornament off. <laughs> but I like I like this part they added into when he walks in and sees his family with another man. Yes. And I, it's, I, it was like, what are you going to do? It's yeah. little poignant moments like this where you can feel the knives just stabbing. Oh, it's a knife. It's, it's a knife. Because his face off at that uh, point yeah. and be like, what is this? Get away yeah. from my family. Yeah. But yeah. it. And, but, but see, it's, it's deeper than that because he knows he screwed up. Yeah, he knows. Well, because, because they're not like talking trash about him, and yeah. that that those are the other points in the movie where uh, the because the oldest daughter Lydia is really pushing back against the nanny. She wants to be with her dad, and she's giving her mom like a whole bunch of day. She did. Uh, that. Well, no, but then she sees how sweet he is. He gets like the whole dinner ready for them, and mm-hmm. the mom comes in just smiling, like, "Oh, this he's is not wonderful. a bad guy. He's no, he's not. not. He's bad. not bad. He's not." And that's what they would do if they made this movie today. Mm-hmm. He would be a villain. Probably. He would be a bad guy. No, yeah. but, but Lydia, definitely. she runs out out of the townhome, like uh, speaking to Mrs. Doubtfire. She thinks, and she's like, "Hey, so I'm really sorry. I yeah, was being yeah. such a pain." She was mm-hmm. like, "I haven't seen my," and she wasn't even saying anything directly about right. her dad. She goes, "You made my mom happy, and I haven't seen her happy." And oh wow, I don't think yeah. I've seen her happy. And he, like, you just see the yeah. pain on his face, and it's just so heartbreaking. That part was sad. Well, and he couldn't hold it. it. It is, and I think everybody mm-hmm. knows because everybody's had that moment. Yeah. When like you've you've been dumped. Or mm-hmm. you, and you, you know, there's that empty, hollow yeah. feeling, you know. And you, the whole movie, if you really look at it with grown-up eyes, mm-hmm. that's what he's going through. Yep. You know, these yeah. are the links he will go to. You know, to to just kind of get something. Yeah, because just even he's yeah. going through the breakup process, which is terrible in and of yeah. itself, and having his children technically taken away from him. But oh, and that because that that's what really captured this is the kids go upstairs and they're like. I wish dad was here. And he's like, yeah. I'm here, guys, in yeah. a different he said way. That. He yeah, said it was that. just, oh yeah. my God. I mean, he yeah. just knows he screwed up, but it's like, I feel like he understood he screwed up. So he wasn't yeah. going to do too much. Yeah. And he didn't want to make their lives harder for them. So he just finds a way to be part of it. But, mm-hmm. but so he's going through the breakup, but he's also watching his family actively move on. Right. And most, most ex, most That's exes deep. don't have to no. watch that process no. of watching no. your wife fall in love with another man oh and your children yeah, maybe liking imagine. him and him getting play with your well, kids. Well, it's so it's, soon. Uh, it's so quick. Yeah. It yeah. Quick. You know, there's no, there's no period where, you know, you're getting used to the fact, and then you find out your ex is, oh, she's dating somebody. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you yeah. know. At least I don't I've, have to see that. Yeah. <laughs> and she of, also said, Doubtfire said, are you move, you're moving on too soon. Are you sure? Remember she was trying it to was like, a self-serving, convince her not to move right. on. No, that's what's happening right now, oh, actually, yeah, on the yeah, screen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I was like, like I, I get it, but it's like, mm, she's been moved on. Is yeah. that what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. She's moved on mentally. She moved on emotionally. I mean, he, yeah. Robert, Robert yeah. Williams, his his character's got to deal with the fact that, okay, my wife clearly had not been in love with me for a very, very long time. And I think that time. was the biggest, most bitter realization yeah. is yeah. that because it's later that they sit down together and have tea again. Yeah. And mm-hmm. she's like, well, I mean, and it starts, those moments in this movie start out kind of funny where it's almost like they're ragging on him. Like, oh yeah, the sex was okay. That's not really why I fell in love with him. And, uh, well, I mean, Mrs. Doubtfire asked, so she answered her direct question, but she was like, she's like, that's not why I fell in love with him. That was okay. But why I really fell in love with him is because he was just so different and he was so funny. And then he's like, yeah, okay. And you see the spark come back, but then she's like, but then one day. It just wasn't funny anymore, and I wow. cried myself to sleep every single night. And you just, 
uh, imagine. And then he was like, yeah. "Why didn't you? Why did you yeah. ever tell him?" Right. And then he's like, "Why did you never tell him?" And she's just like, "He never moment, really took like, anything I even, seriously." I don't even care to tell you, right? Because you're not yeah. going to listen anyway. Yeah, he wasn't that good was at sad. he wasn't good at talking because he never took anything seriously. Yeah. And it, it, he's a goofball. Yeah, yeah. He can't help. He's a child at heart. And this, yeah, like, well, that, yeah, exactly. And and it's sort of like this movie is the story of him finally. He does this ultimate childish mm-hmm. act. Right. But that's what ends up making him finally mature mm-hmm. to say, okay, I get that. See, that's why a sequel just. It just, it didn't it, need to happen. It, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't work. You well, know? It would have been good to see where they went with, went with it, but yeah. I feel like we all would have been like, oh, uh, let Sleeping it, Doubtfires it, lie. It, it would. Oh, <laughs> I'll see myself out. <laughs> oh, I don't know what they would have done with that. I don't know. If, if, if I had been the director, it would have been, I would have said, we have to do something totally totally absurd it, because you can't it do it would have been like the fourth big mama's house or however well, many yeah it would have been were. like you know the yeah, president yeah, you know you have to go to the white house <laughs> and be the, be the uh, the maid at the white house to protect the president from being assassinated oh, because no. any because any of the emotional stuff it's like we did the emotional we stuff cried. Yeah, we, we did that we crossed the for, emotional bridge for it's 20 fine. years yeah. of crying from this movie are you kidding Seriously. me that's what toy the people who make toy story Ugh. don't friggin understand so what's up, so what's going on with that i've heard i will with the new one but will, what is that about i will tell you this okay. because i was in florida uh for for a week okay. and, and we we've got the annual pass so i said okay look one day i'm not gonna work we're just gonna make a trip out to disney mm-hmm. okay so we did we made one you know and my kid sees the um the plush of forky who, Who if yeah, well, it, it, the whole point of the the plot of the movie, as far as I can tell, is, um, you have all the toys mm-hmm. and they're doing their thing, and the little girl in the movie makes a toy out of a spork, okay. and oh. some and it comes to life and mm-hmm. it has this sort of you know existential crisis where it's not really a toy it doesn't know what it is is it a toy or is it a fork you know what yeah but tony hale who was buster in arrested development and he he was in veep i know uh, it's a bird i'm on the phone (laughs) (laughs) and he was in one episode of community uh, which is a really good episode. We're never going to go a damn episode without you no, talking you're about not. community. <laughs> I swear nope. to God. <laughs> but no, but uh, he plays Forky. But so we're, you know, my, my kid gets the the, the Forky toy and we're, we're going up and, and the guy behind the register is like, oh, I love Forky. So great. And I asked him, I said, do you guys like get to see the movie? And he said, well, at the shareholder conference, we got to see t- the first 20 minutes of the movie. Of Toy Story Four, right? Mm-hmm. And I said, "Well, let me ask you this: um, Did you cry?" And he said, "Yeah." By the end of the first twenty minutes, I was bawling. Oh my eyes God! Out. And I went, Wait, "I'm what? done." And I went, "I'm done. I'm no, out." No, no, well, no. Well, you were done with the the People toys in the di- furnace. Toys are toys are dying. Oh, it's oh, it it's goes- so. Have you seen Toy Story Three? I did, and is that when uh, they almost melt in a furnace? Yes, and they're like reaching yes. out and holding hands and they, with and, each and, other. But they end up, they end up surviving. 
But yeah. that scene right there, as a as I wasn't a kid then, but I was still yeah. mentally, I guess you would say, a kid. Well, because that, well, that first hurt. one came out in 1995 when you and I would have been in single digits. So, yeah. Oh, uh, screw both of you. Fight me. Um, <laughs> I, was I was 16. Like, I was like four. <laughs> I was driving when that movie came out. I was about I was about 10 when that movie came 1995, out. 1995, I was like three. Yeah. So... Um, then you wouldn't have seen it in theaters. But I remember, because I remember my dad laughing at the jokes in that movie, like Bo Peep walking away and the building blocks with the letters on him. She's like, Woody, if you ever need me, I'm just a couple of blocks away. And my dad would laugh and stuff like that that I didn't get. That's a great joke. So that's kind of where I got the, the, Shrek was the actual uh, inspiration for this podcast, but that movies, moments like that, uh, Shrek, okay. Yeah. Shrek, when they roll up that on Duloc and uh, he looks at Donkey and he's like, that's an awfully big castle. Do you think maybe he's compensating for something? And like, I, I didn't get that oh. when I was 14 when that movie came out, but then and I rewatched it. And you said, Dad, what does he mean? And he well, sweetie, he's talking about the man's penis. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I when saw that's, When they yes. sung that, when those little characters sung that little song, when they opened the little thing, and yep. it's like, the music da, box. Da, da, yep. da, da. I'm yep. like, yeah, I love this movie. So, yep. but, but here's the thing about Toy Story 4, though, is yeah. if you go and, and you can see it on YouTube, if you go watch the original, the first trailer that they put out, it is nonstop, sad music, emotional, like, you know, Woody. Yeah, and it's like Woody... There's you know, some angry, like, angry people writing child, these scripts. Every kid loses toys, you know, and all this. And it's so sad. And, you know, and Toy Story 3 ended with, and I'm like, look, I'll be honest. Toy Story 3, being a father, mm. okay, the scene where, you know, uh, Andy is giving away all of his toys to Bonnie and he's going through. His little sister, right? No, she's she's a she's a great character, but she she's not related to him. Okay. And he's giving all the toys to Bonnie, and and he's saying, "Oh, this is Buzz." You know, he'll he's. Oh yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. I did, I cried they my did, eyes out. I think we talked about this because oh. they did a Stan Lee adaptation when he died, and he was passing no. all of the characters mm-hmm. off to. Oh my god. Well, here's the thing, Pixar. Okay, dear Pixar, from me. <laughs> oh god. I've got enough of real life. <laughs> I got I got real life coming out of my ears. Okay. If I want to see real life, I can go outside and see real. Life. I want. Just I want lies. I want not real life. I want happiness. That's what I love about David Lynch. David Lynch does not give you real life. This is true. You get real life everywhere. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, that's right. People will make fun of, like, they're like, oh, what grown-ups are watching True Blood? What grown-ups are watching this? or that? It's like, A it's, lot of grown-ups. It's nothing ups. like real life. That's why we a lot of right. people watch television. Why... We want to, like, laugh. And exactly. We feel like we aren't and it, really... And it doesn't know. hurt that Alexander Skarsgård shows up on occasion. Just saying. Behave. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> See, but every time you say Alex, that... I know you're listening. Every time you say that, though, I think of Stellan Skarsgård, the vastly <laughs> Superior actor, his dad. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Bootstrap Bill from Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, he was also in Deep Blue Sea. The shark uh, flung him up against the glass. God, I wow. love it. He's amazing. <laughs> I, in life. I hate how much I love that movie. Oh my! Deep oh, Blue, we got to do that. Movie you know what too. movie we need to do? I actually saw a movie the other day. That was the first time in years I've seen a movie that it was like somebody got it as far as how to make a bad movie but really good. Mm-hmm. The Meg. Yes, uh, it I actually was, watched that the other day. It was awesome. The, it's the that Jason Statham movie with the megalodon shark, megalodon shark, uh, it, which is this prehistoric shark that's like sixty feet long. Uh, it's basically like a giant great white shark. Yeah, and they used to exist, but uh-huh. as far as we're aware, they're extinct. Wow. Um, yeah, it's Jason Statham and Feng Bing Bing. But the, yeah, they yeah. Um, they found so this sort of. Hot. 
they found this sort of subterranean level of the ocean where the Meg somehow still exists, and it's a trash-tastic movie. But it's, it's awesome. It's, it's like a purposeful train wreck. Yeah, but mm. but it's it's not as it's like the right amount of schlock. Yeah, you know they knew what they were doing. They right. they, they did, and it it ended up like my my son and I went. We saw it in the theater. Fully expecting, like, let's go see a bad movie and just rip on it the whole time. Oh, yeah. But we we ended up not ripping on it. Like, huh, yeah, okay, this is actually kind of fun. It was just kind of like Deep Blue Sea on crack. Like, it just, it just, it was there more ne- off the there rails. Will, there will never be another Deep Blue Sea, though. It was just, I'm just saying, this yeah. was a more off-the-rail train wreck yeah. version, because Deep Blue Sea was kind of, we've we've discussed yeah. this so many times, how much we love that movie. That needs so. to be the premiere <laughs> of our second season. I agree. Is Deep Blue Sea. Tom Jane, Do it. come out and guest star with us. We love you. Or Samuel L. Jackson, either way. Or Macaulay Culkin. What does he have to do with Deep Blue Sea? Nothing, but he's probably available. Oh, okay. Ah! <laughs> Burn. <laughs> and we guy. lost Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> this guy right here. You guys don't even understand. He's yeah. so funny. I'm surprised that we're talking through so much of this movie, but when you really think about it, uh, we've hit the initial plot points and all the essential stuff, but right I haven't now... Made, I haven't made any Arrested Development jokes. Yes, you've referred to Arrested Development already. Can I make? I made an Arrested Development joke. joke Yes, Office. Absolutely. Oh dear. (laughs) 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 Is that because of the CPR in the movie, or why are we doing that? I just thought about. I visioned. Um, du, du, uh, Dwight. Dwight, Dwight's like cutting. Oh, the prosthetic face off, off the face dummy. Off, yeah. Like, yeah, that makes sense. I'm and Andy's like getting up, like, huh? Well, because they're trying like, to teach the office members CPR, and they, so that's much. the beat that you're supposed to go to. I love that show. I thought you were linking that because uh, Mrs. Doubtfire is like, oh, yes, I know you CPR. Said, I, thought, I just heard the office in my mind. I was like, let me go with this. When is it a bad thing to have the office on the brain? It's no, so it's great. not. But yeah, I can totally see the prosthetic face with Dwight. Oh, God. Hello, Clarice. <laughs> Just, it's such a great episode. Oh, man, that's a, a, that, when that's, Stanley has a heart attack. That's an awesome Stanley movie. Barack is president. Like, it's just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That episode is so great. But um, oh, yeah. so I, I had I had a great aunt who they thought that she was having a stroke once, and they asked her the question. Wow. They were like, they're saying, "Well, who's president of the United States?" And Eisenhower. She, no, she just decided. To, uh, uh, no, she, no, no, she just decided to fuck with him. Nice. No, you, seriously. She what was, did she say? She was, they, they were like, well, ma'am, you know, Miss Mitchell, who, who's the president of the United States? And she uh, Elvis? <laughs> My oh, God, gee. this woman is in deep trouble. <laughs> and they kept asking her questions. She, she just kept lying to That's them. Because she's like, I'm fine. I know the president is. These guys are idiots. <laughs> right. I'm cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. One of the things I like about this movie, cutting mm-hmm. back to Robin Williams and yeah. all that, is uh, the, the bus driver's crush on him. When he's dressed up like Mrs. It shows that that leg. Yeah, he's got that That hairy leg. Well, because that's something I didn't know for years about. You know, uh, fetish, you know. <laughs> but well, he even says to him specifically, he's like, "Oh, I like that Mediterranean look on women. It's how God made you." <laughs> I was like, "Wait a minute! Wait, what? Hold Pump on. your brakes! Pump your brakes, please!" And Robin, like, he, he goes pulls to, all his purses. Yeah, and just like, puts his I luggage. I don't want to be looked at. Yeah, <laughs> I was I'm like, faking, well, but I don't want you. <laughs> welcome to being a woman, because dressed like that, you wouldn't think that he'd gather any unwelcome attention. Exactly. But God help me, women everywhere know how that is. There, we, there exactly. is a man out there for. Every type of woman. There really is. Exactly. Go to Disney saying. World. So don't you settle. <laughs> You'll see it. <laughs> oh my. I mean, it, because Disney World Disney is, is World. a it is a museum of the the most bizarre human beings you will ever see. 
What do you mean? Oh my God! You know, well they have these things, uh, ECVs, mm. uh, electrical something vehicle. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, and they're basically for fat people who don't feel like walking around. Wow. So Wally, like the airport. People. Yeah, like okay. at the airport. Yeah, but it is amazing to see. You know, the the couples that are at Disney World. Oh. Okay. And the bizarre, <laughs> the bizarre mixtures of people, and you just, you just think, what is this doing to our gene pool? Hey, love ah. comes in all sizes, literally. Yeah, no <laughs> so shit. Is a battlefield. Yeah, but hopefully the Japanese will save us from it. <laughs> sex robots. No. <laughs> wow. Sex, sex robots. robots. That, that I got an Oculus Rift. Did I mention that to anybody? Oh God. <laughs> no, seriously, I just got it today, and this has nothing to do with anything. What, but did, you, I, what did you buy? It's uh, I have the box right here. Wow! Did you name it after um, Archer's fiance? What is that? <laughs> the Oculus Rift S. Oh, this thing is astonishing. I had a buddy of mine. He just picked one. Product up. placement. Yeah. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah, a buddy of mine just picked one up, and he said, "Look, you've got to get one of these." What? How does Elaine not murder you over all these toy purchases? I just don't understand this. Every time we talk, it's like you got Father's, a Ghostbusters pack. Father's Day present. Wow. Oh, early Father's Day. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, yeah. Because we're going to be out of town on uh, on actual Father's Day because we are going to Los Angeles. Woo! LA, LA, LA. Yes. I'm going, going. A week, back, back oh, a solid County. week in LA. That's going to be awesome. Oh, yeah. And we've uh, we we've been saving up frequent flyer miles for like... I was about to say, y'all have uh, been planning this one for a while. Well, you know, we finally... The, the whole reason... The, the, thing, the thing that prompted it was that we looked at our statement of our frequent flyer miles because mm-hmm. we just never use them. Right. Because right? we always say, well, we'll save them. Right. And finally somebody... I think it was probably my son. Save them for what? Who said, well, what are you saving them for? Use them. <laughs> Thank God. I'm telling you, this child. He's yeah, so, so first class to Los Angeles. I think we paid 200 bucks. The That's genius. Oh my god, yeah. And so we're staying at Disneyland. Uh but the first night, I'm totally jazzed about this. The uh the most haunted place in California, the Queen Mary, mm-hmm. the ship. Yes. Mm. The first night we're staying in Long Beach and we're doing a ghost tour. Sweet. The, no, you're not. Uh, yeah. That'll yeah. be the grown-up fun, and then y'all have David level fun that for the rest scary. of the week. Oh, he doesn't believe in ghosts. He thinks they're stupid. Okay. Yeah, he well, thinks. That's, he, yeah, that's, okay. he said if ghosts did exist, what the hell could it, could they do to you? They can't touch you. And I'm like, well, okay. That's, yeah, that's he's fine. of the Beetlejuice volition. Yeah, no, he, yeah, he's totally like, yeah, ghosts, bullshit. Yeah, His so words. you're here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> His Nine-year-old words. kid. Right. Yeah. He's like, I'm not. I'm not buying it. Yeah. Whatever. What are you gonna do to me? You're dead. <laughs> <laughs> I like this guy. <laughs> yeah. No, but we yeah, so we're we're, we're hoping to go to uh, uh, see ghosts. On the Queen Mary, and sure, then we're gonna wow. spend a week in California, and I am gonna do every diehard reference. Eat everything. I can. Oh yeah. Oh, we're gonna eat. <laughs> I so went to LA for my twenty fifth, and I literally had the best time of my life. Somebody's, I bet. So much fun. Somebody's going to pick up on those diehard references. Believe you me. Yeah. It's it's gonna happen. Fucking California. Because like hell, and I know I know. <laughs> Come out to the coast. Have a good. Have a few laughs. Have a good time. Which was also on The Office. They quoted yeah. that movie like from yeah, front to back. But because I know you're not a Game of Thrones fan, Jason. I but am. I was, but okay, so when I was serving oh. jury duty uh, back in January. Uh, we learned because I had never been a juror before. Okay. They tell you they assign you a number and they tell you you're not going to be addressed as your name. You will be right, addressed yeah. as your number. And so I'm sitting amidst my 
group of 12 jurors and I okay. say, oh, a girl has no name. And one guy got the joke. <laughs> Where are the Game of Thrones fans? Well, two of three Jesus. in this room because Jason has never watched a Game single episode. Game of Thrones, episode. when I say I cry, I literally, it was a tear sitting right here. Yep. Last episode, it hurt. That show is phenomenal. Yep. It was good. Wow. It's over. I can see yes, the life <laughs> coming out yeah. of Jason's eyes. No, <laughs> it's, 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 I, I have... I walked into, I had to go to the AT&T store because wow. my SIM card, my phone was going out. And I walked in and I said, oh, when did AT&T stores become the Museum of Game of Thrones? Uh, Every, came out. Everything in the store is Game of Thrones. And I said, yeah. you guys are really, okay. They're riding that final wave. You're really just, People you know, sink your teeth into that, you know. That's exactly what's happening. Yeah. But... Yeah, so back to the movie. We just had a really funny moment that I liked because uh, they go, the family goes to uh, Pierce Brosnan's like private uh, country club pool or something like that. Oh and Rob, poor Robin Williams can't swim with the kids, obviously, because he's got that big fat suit on and everything. And True. so he's sitting at the bar getting hammered. And oh, he, yeah. he throws an orange at the back of Pierce Brosnan's head. And he's like, oh, sir, it was someone. Oh, it was, it was a run-by fruiting. Because <laughs> that was the thing back then, the drive-by shootings. Yeah. Remember that? In the 90s, yeah, there were That was very topical back then. It's not as crazy. No, but it was a run-by fruiting. It just... It's hilarious. But yeah, I think with the... This, this was huge, too. The moment with the dinosaurs, because, well, and it, it goes back to another moment early in the movie, because mm -hmm. Robin Williams is watching this really dry kids entertainer being like, today, kids, we're going to talk about dinosaurs. Oh, God. And this, this was this kind of dinosaur, and this one flew. And he was like, no, you can't. He's like, don't condescend to children when you entertain them. Right. Just, just have fun with them. It right. needs to be more like Stanley Spadowski's uh, Funhouse. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> wow. But yeah, he the gets right up. people will get that joke. Not many people will get that one. You make you those it. sort of elusive jokes. UHF, baby. The, uh. I love that movie. But um, yeah. So, Shawan, I know you like this part where he's literally because he had to have just improved all of that. I kind of just like love the fact that he finally got noticed. That he, like, somebody finally saw his talent. Oh, yeah, because he that got fired from the thing. same network, and then... He was doing great, but, like, this guy finally saw, like, I see what you can do. Yeah. That's that's what I love about that part. Which is, I mean, it's yeah. that's the Los Angeles story, right? Yeah, I mean, true. it's the right people, the right time, mm -hmm. you know? The right time. It's kind of happening in this very room, yeah. if you will. Wow, yeah. wow. The right people meet well, each other about, at the right time. I totally yeah. agree. Hey, look, totally they say in Los Angeles, I mean, they have the most attractive waiters and waitresses in the world. They do. You know? Um, I actually have a uh, friend of mine who um, has has decided that her daughter, when she becomes a 16-year-old... is going to move out to L.A. with her? Will, ...will move to Los Angeles to become an actress. Wow. Yeah, and I said, wow. that's At a... 16? That's a terrible idea. That's a heavy undertaking. Does she want to do that? The, the... Oh, that's all she wants to do. Yeah, she but not at child, 16. She should have started earlier. Yeah. And be a child actress up and then keep going. Yeah, but know? that's a risky venture too because then you could wind up like Macaulay Culkin. Mariel Wilson, or Matilda from this movie, mm -hmm. she she took a 12-year acting hiatus after yeah. Matilda. She just didn't want to do well, it. Well, a lot of a, a lot of the a lot of success, successful actresses, you know, they were young when they were kids, mm -hmm. you know, they they were young like actresses. Yeah. Then they went to yeah. college and got degrees. And well, then they like went Nat back. Yeah, like yeah. Natalie Portman did that. She went yeah, to Harvard. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but like Drew Barrymore's life went off the rails for quite oh, a while. Yeah. And but she had the, Drew Barrymore, the, the, 
the deck was stacked against her. She all, yeah, her family yeah. was also messed up too. Yeah. It was kind of like with Michael Jackson's background. Oh like yeah, it just yeah. he he had all this pressure as the star of the Jackson Five, yeah. and plus his family was totally screwed up. So oh god, yeah, it, it's a mess. He never had a chance of being a normal person. No. Oh, yeah. and, oh, and especially after he get bur- got burnt that time. Yeah, it was over. Yeah. Oh, the Pepsi shoot. He was already, yeah. he was already yeah. like super insecure about whatever, and then what about how he looked and over. everything. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why, but you know that's not my that's not my. Yeah. Well, no, pe- nobody will really me, ever know. You know. What I'm well, saying? I mean, you he know, yeah. I mean, was like we loved him. He was hot. Yeah. We and we've all we've all known <laughs> plenty of attractive friend. people who thought they were not. It happens all the time. It happens all the time. And we're looking like, what are you looking at? Well, it's like Dolly Parton. Uh, yeah. Her whole inspiration for her look uh, mm-hmm. came from when she was a very little girl. Okay. She t- she told this story at one of her concerts where I, I was there with my mom. And she said, y'all, we used to live out in the hills and we would only go to town once a week. Mm. And daddy would like drive us down in the wagon and I would see this really pretty blonde lady standing on the corner in town every time <laughs> we went. Yup, you see where I'm going wow. with this. Wow, wow. As a young little girl, she had yeah. no idea yeah. that she was like, oh, that's the most beautiful lady I've ever seen in my oh. life. I want to look just like that. And she's been modeling herself after the town prostitute her entire life. Could have done worse. No, There's she could. There's nothing yeah. wrong yeah. with that. Yeah, she could have done worse. It's what worked for her. But yeah. And she's not trashy. No, no she's no. a great lady. Well, the, the thing all. about Dolly Parton that I love about her is that she owns it. She owns it. Oh, yeah. She's, she she owns, owns it. it. She's like, I'm yeah. addicted to plastic surgery. I admit it. I don't yeah. care. Like, it's just, it's her thing. But it... But with Michael Jackson, it was always like, oh, well, I've got this skin condition, and that's why yeah, I died. And he, did, yeah. and he yeah. did have it, but it's like... But it wasn't severe enough to warrant But his all nose, the changes. his nose, I mean, I have the same skin condition really? on my neck. This is what that is. I didn't know that. It's not a birthmark. Okay. It's the same thing. So I'm not saying I'm comparing me to Michael Jackson, clearly, but... (laughs) No no comparison. (laughs) But I'm saying I feel like... I feel like years and years of just being in his light, it probably gets super freaking well, frustrating. Hey, can you imagine Michael what? Jackson? That's that's a different level. Yeah. Of, well, I had a I oh had a high God. school lit teacher, Mrs. Rosenberg, who told us she was like the problem with Michael Jackson is that he surrounded himself with people who wouldn't. Not that he did it yeah. on purpose, but he was yeah. surrounded by yes men. Yeah. Okay. To the one, every time he got well, surgery, oh, you look great, that. Michael. Every time he changed his skin, well, oh, you look even better, Michael. Well, like, there, and it a, just worsened. He kept going. There's a great story about how when a Roman general would would return to Rome after having this big victory, they would have this huge parade. Mm-hmm. And they would go through Billy the street. Madison of him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they would. I was going to say Ferris Bueller, but you know. Um, Every they, time he passes a grade, yeah. he gets a party. <laughs> <laughs> but they would they would oh, have this Sarah. big parade, and everybody there would would be throwing you know flowers and all this stuff at him. But they would have one slave standing next to him saying, wow. "Remember, thou art mortal," and he would just repeat Keep that in his ear the whole time. I like that, Whoa. and it's like they got it, mm-hmm. you know, because as soon as you start thinking that you're not like everybody else. It's over. It's over, man. It's no turning back. Yeah, there's no turning back. Your mind no, is just... They, yeah. Even The Simpsons, I know how much of a Matt Groening fan you are. Yeah. As a, a Mr. Burns goes bankrupt or something, and oh. he's uh, surrounded by his lawyers and stuff, and he's like, oh, I did everything right. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, you did. Absolutely. Oh, I made all the right moves. Right. Yes, yes, sir. Absolutely, you did. Right. Oh, I see it all now. 
I surrounded myself with yes men. Yes, 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 sir. Yes, <laughs> yes you have. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so it, and I don't know. That's yeah. just what happens to successful people when they don't hear any sort of contrast right. to how yeah. great they are. Right. It, it you need somebody telling. You need somebody that's gonna like keep it real with you. Exactly. Yeah. You don't need. I just. I literally just heard that earlier. It's like you don't need. You need people that's gonna say maybe say yes. Right. No. I don't know. You need all kind of people around. Yeah. You, not just yes men. That's y- yeah. Work. Exactly. Because if if you know, I mean, there's so many historical you know, examples of that, you know, yeah. I mean, you look at somebody like Eisenhower, mm. Eisenhower, his whole thing was he wanted everybody to be honest with him. Mm-hmm. And he was great. Did a great job. Nimitz, mm. same way, did a great job. You look at the German generals, not that way. Mm-hmm. They wanted people to tell them how great they were. They would right. slowly collapse like a flan in a cupboard. Ex- yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, Ottoman Empire full of furniture for, for some, some reason. reason. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, at some point we got to talk about this movie. Right. Um, but speaking of like uh, big egos and child scarring, um, we we discover Mrs. Doubtfire's true identity because Danny's son walks in on him peeing standing up in the bathroom. I had that I had that note. Which yes. is so tell us yes. about that cuz that was just an awkward so moment all for over. For me um I love how like he saw him using the restroom clearly as a man. Yep. And he runs to his sister he's like we got to go. We got to go. We got to call the cops. And his sister doesn't know what's going on and he and then Dalfire walks in and she's like, "You better, you better hold on. You better step back with her little uh, tennis racket." She's so ready. Oh, the the daughter. They're yeah, so Lydia. ride or die siblings. Too. Oh yeah, they. They're she looks so after in love them. with each other. Yeah, yeah. And well, then the the oh. daughter is actually really cool. Lydia, the oldest daughter. She uh, her name is Super Lisa cool. Jacob. Where is she now? Um, That's a name that needs to come it. back. Lydia. I I agree. Yeah, Lydia Lydia needs to come back. That's but Lisa Jacob. So she mm-hmm. was actually kicked out of her school in Canada for the five month Real filming stint. Yeah, she was kicked out of her school in Canada because mm. she was gone for five months well, to that's do filming. Canada, <laughs> Damn it, Canada for doing a five month. Where do they get stint. off sharing a border with countries far superior to it? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the right people will get that joke. So, um, she was kicked out of her school since she was gone for so long to mm-hmm. film the movie. Uh, Robin Williams actually wrote a letter to the school personally on her behalf, asking them to really? reconsider. Yes, how he's sweet gr- is that? Now, how sweet he is that? He was a great guy. Yeah, you don't just do that. No, you, you don't. Yeah. But here's how it ended: Uh-oh. the school did not reconsider her, <laughs> but they sure as hell framed his letter. Are you wow. are you and fucking you kidding me? Nope. Wow. What school was this? Do we know? Uh, I don't know the name of the school. We're going school. to Canada. Whatever whatever school you <laughs> are, you bunch to... of bacon loving bastards. <laughs> I love bacon. <laughs> I hope a moose poops on your you. <laughs> whatever that is horrible. Whatever happens to Canada. You yeah. know they you know they're very racist. Canadian. You've said that before. Oh, I've, super I've heard rumors racist. about this. I, I, Hyper. My, my old old job, yeah. the like the corporate building they were in Canada, and I've never okay. got that. I've never felt anything weird. Or, they we were on the phone though, so they they <laughs> they, they like to act like they're mm, not. Poses. They are super racist. In Canada. So oh, I've never yeah. been, so oh, I don't have God. any experience with this. Oh yeah, I remember watching Bye, it. Canada. Yeah, I remember. Bye. You're canceled. They left a long time ago. Oh right, you you've insulted them yeah, before. Fuck Canada. Okay. <laughs> right. um, Are they really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. They. I remember watching a documentary once yeah. about um uh in and, and I actually like the term they call them First Nations. They don't mm. say you know because they're not Native Americans, they're mm. not Indians. They say First Nations. Mm. Right. Great term. Makes sense. They are so super racist towards First Nations people. What? Oh, no. It is insane. Like, just the average Canadian, how much they hate them. 
Why though? I, I, don't, I don't know. Oh my god. It's not gosh. like uh, Yeah. I don't yeah. know. It, yeah. It's like, yeah, how dare we come and steal your land and us be mad at you about it? Like that's just a? Well, yeah, I mean, at least the, at least the right. Native Americans, you know, who who you know, we took their land. They got to be in John Wayne movies. I mean, the Canadians. It's oh my like, God! No, you, you did not. I mean, you get to say who, that's no. their consolation. Who stole? Prize? Who stole oh. your native oh, land? Oh, thank from you. you. I'm Indian, by the way. Yeah. Ditto. Black. <laughs> Blackfoot. I'm you didn't Blackfoot know. Blackfoot tribe. No shit. Yes. Holy crap! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so here. <laughs> yeah. My, my mom's yeah. da- my mom's dad and like my mom's side of the family. They're all Blackfoot tribes. I'm like black and African American. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what I am. Well, yeah. uh, <laughs> from what they tell me, you know. Yeah. The uh, yeah. well, because um, I do genealogy, and that wow. was one of the one of my discoveries. Was that is so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. My my grandmother's family. They were um they were, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Pretty cool, huh? Very I, cool. I want to learn yeah. more about it. They have like Blackfoot tribe, like uh like um she get Jason meetups and all this stuff. Like we're we're cousins. At this point, there you go. We're cousins. I I didn't know I was working with two relatives in the studio tonight. <laughs> so you That's you, you, you got to you know we we got to do your DNA and uh, like, yeah we'd have to map me a little bit. Thing. That'd be cool. Yeah. A- a- actually, the really weird thing is I did the DNA uh, test and I am and it, it's so weird because I've done like several of them. Um, there is a percentage of Indian like from India, mm-hmm. Indian, huh? And the weird thing is that there's always been a legend in my family that on my mom's side that her great, great something, something grandfather right. was a gypsy. Okay. And that's where the gypsies came from. Wow. Was India. I was unaware of that. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 the whole concept of the gypsy started mm. in that region. And so it's like, yeah, cool. So, yeah. Very nice. DNA is a DNA is a cool thing. I yeah. I encourage people to yeah. do it. It's so neat. Well, yeah. they they've been doing studies like that with um, people that not are necessarily racist, but they want to really expand people's minds about like you have no idea where you're from. Right? Why no, would you, you blindly hate on somebody when right. you really don't know? When your great great grandfather is whatever. Like, yeah. Please stop. And let's be honest. Everybody identifies by whatever which of their parents was most like. Mm-hmm. Like my wife. It's, you know, for years, she's Italian. She's Italian. And it's like, well, her mom is Italian. Mm-hmm. Her dad's English. So mm-hmm. she's half English. And then we do the DNA test. And lo and behold, she's not even really Italian. I was about to say, Elaine does wow. not present as Italian at no, all. No, because when you go north in Italy, mm-hmm. you eventually basically get in the same gene pool as like Switzerland and France and Throwing things like stuff. that. Yeah, alcohol abuse. <laughs> So it's like, you don't know. Because you might hit a bump and spill the drink. (laughs) Exactly. Right. The good thing it was empty. Yep. My last beer for a very long time. Yes. Um, So let's talk about that. Yeah. Uh, It's a good moment to break off into our uh, most favorite product placement, if I can get that sentence out. Yes. Um, Jason is about to go on a little bit of a hiatus for beer for a while. Which I know he's sad about gangs. So what we did is we let him celebrate with his last Norcross yes. Street from Variant Brewing for a while. Well, um, my doctor said he wanted me to lose weight. I wasn't going to bring that up unless yeah, you well, wanted to. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. You, when you get to be 40, you don't give a shit about That's stuff true. like that you anymore. That's true. You said that multiple times. I don't times. care at 26. Yeah, it's like, uh, you know, your, your doctor says you need to lose weight. And you go, okay. You know, fine. I guess it'll give me a few more years. Why not? (laughs) Well, and my doctor says, what you need to do is you need to cut carbs out. And I said, well, okay, that'll be a little difficult. And at first, I'm very upset. I'm like, is butter a carb? 
No, butter's totally cool. No, it's, That's what's awesome. <laughs> I no think sandwiches. Yeah. yeah, I think Shawan got that reference. Get an witch. No, but so he's like, you you gotta you, you gotta cut carbs out. You gotta you gotta get rid of the French fries, which I love, and the beer. And I'm like, oh my god, what am I gonna do? And my doctor says, gin or vodka. Vodka. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wait, yes. what? Which I'm is like, ironic, why? considering vodka is distilled from potatoes. Yeah, but but there's no carbs in vodka. No, there's well, not. That's good. Yeah. What? So he's like, yeah, you can. Be, he, my doctor tells me, here's what you can do. You have to cut beer out. Like, oh, I'm so sad. And he goes, you have to replace beer with whiskey, <laughs> vodka. Okay. Uh, so we're gonna destroy our liver, but we're gonna look incredibly trim yeah, for I'm summer. Thinking, this is right. the diet I've been waiting for. You know, it's like I want to do. I want to do a company. That likes you know provides products mm-hmm. for you know people on this diet. Want to diet, but I'm not want to kill yourself. Yeah, I'm just going to sell like time. like here here's the here's your lunch drink and it's just gin. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's going I'm, back to like those '50s magazines where it's like, ladies, if you want to lose weight, eat three boiled eggs in the morning and four glasses of Chardonnay. Hell <laughs> yeah, right? Like, oh, thank yeah. you. Oh, and champagne. <laughs> yeah, champagne so champagne too. is totally cool. Champagne so I can basically, I can basically, like, my diet will become vodka and champagne with some eggs in there. And I'm like, this is the, you're the best doctor ever. Right. <laughs> he should not have told. He should yeah. have said, you know, just stop drinking for a little <laughs> yeah, bit. Yeah. You're telling basically to substitute the beer for more vodka. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Well, it was kind of funny when he said, you know, cocaine, no carbs. You know. God. Is this Robert <laughs> Downey Jr.'s doctor? What the hell is happening? I like this. Yeah. Guy. Well, the, Ron, Ron um, on, from Parks and Recreation famously says, Nick Offerman says, Clear liquors are for rich women on diets. So I guess you're a rich woman on Parts a diet. Parts and rec. I, I never got it. I tried <sighs> one episode. I'm such, a- I'm such a The Office fan. I'm trying. I, I want to watch it so bad. They spin. They it. spin off from having too much of an office feel because they start out where it's almost exactly like The Office okay. because it was supposed to be a spinoff. Michael oh. was supposed to have sent a fax that wound up by accident in Leslie Nope's office. Okay, so that's where that all started. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh. Um, it had more of a tie to The Office than people think it does. Uh, Moe's from The Office, Dwight's cousin, his crazy farm. Is he cousin, on there? No, oh, Moe's oh. is the producer, like the main one of the main producers wow. on it, Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec, super look, Parks and Rec was a good show. It's a good show. It really, I, my you. problem with Parks and Rec was, I always hate it whenever a show has an obvious love interest that they just get rid of and then introduce. Because the, the, which before, one did they get rid of? Well, because it was what Ben Wyatt was the one that that she ended up. Yeah, Leslie but, and Ben end up together. But Spoiler bef- alert! But before Ben, <laughs> thank you. Before was ben. Justin. Yeah, but it was the same sort of thing, though. It was like the same kind of feel. No, it wasn't. Justin was a complete tool who told stories and sort of used Leslie to sort of make his own life more interesting. Uh, she was with Louis C.K. in the first season. Uh, he was C. the cop. Yeah. And then she was with Justin Thoreau, Justin, on the show. Yeah. And Tom had like a man crush on him. Mm. Am I right, Justin? So, uh, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, I have to watch this show. See, I oh, just, it's all, all these shows. Nick I just, Offerman. What's better, though? Office or Pox and Rag? Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> no! Yeah. We're not talking about Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> it's a better show. <laughs> Anyway, um, <laughs> they're both they're both good for different reasons. Get like, um, Anne, uh, well, uh, what's her face? Jim's girlfriend before he dumps her and gets together with Pam. Um, 
Yeah, Karen. Karen Filippelli. She's in there. Yeah, she is. I love but her I, I don't like her on either show. No. She's terrible. Um, terrible I, acting or terrible just. just terrible. I just don't like the characters. Oh, okay. She's not a terrible she's actress. No, but Rashida John, Jones is awesome. But she's hot. Oh, Rashida. By the way. Yeah. Rashida, Rashida Jones yeah, is great. Yeah. I just don't like the characters she plays. Right. On either I of those had shows. no idea that Peggy Lipton was her mom until yeah. she passed away. Uh-huh. I had no idea. Yeah, she's got famous Rashida. parents. Peggy Lipton, that was so Quincy sad. Quincy Jones and yeah. Peggy Pe- Lipton. Yeah, it was so sad. She was young, wow. you know? And I mean, apparently she said she had cancer for like quite she a while. She battled it for a yeah, minute. Yeah, she fought yeah. it for a while. But oh. that is so sad because as a as a hardcore Twin Peaks fan, that mm. is one of the things that I just loved was seeing the whole Peggy Lipton's character coming full circle yeah. You know, in, in the revival of Twin right. Peaks. And and to, it was really... In fact, I don't know if you noticed this. In the movie, uh, Much Ado About Nothing, mm. if you watch the end credits, that's actually who I dedicated it to. Because she I di- didn't see... I haven't watched she it all di- the way through yet. Because she died the day I was editing, the day I was cutting everything together. Oh, was I when Peggy Lipton that. died. Yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah. I haven't I put that watched it all the way through because yeah. I swear to God, I'm trying Why to get... Why would you? You were in it. I'm trying to get the show out of my head. <laughs> I, yeah, I, was about to I would watch it no. all the way yeah, through. I was sitting at home with Josh and uh, he, he said something and I said, I do much wonder. I, I actually started on one of Adam's lines and I started quoting the show and I just worked it into a conversation. Yeah. And I was like, oh, and Josh didn't even notice because who would? And I was like, I'm never going to get that show no. out of my freaking head. And no. he goes, has it taken up space in your head? I was like, yes. It's like Sherlock's theory that the brain is like an attic and you can only store so mm-hmm. much in there. He was like, cool. I wonder what got removed. And I was like, well, the Rick and Morty quotes are safe. I can yeah. tell you that. That's, no, so, that's all I, I know. I actually, somebody said something and I'm not kidding you i actually went is it possible oh very easily possible yeah no that's happening yeah. to me it's yeah. triggering me in real life <laughs> i have a random very random question as if is, we haven't been I'm on literally topic shifting all night. the whole gear right now do it good do it do you guys watch the adventures of kimmy schmidt oh, oh my god yes do you guys really watch yes. it yes. i've seen I every just, episode of it he's seen more of it than i have office. i haven't yes. seen uh, I just the latest watching it in fact kimmy oh schmidt was actually in our play titus andromedon a nod to no, shakespeare in itself the 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 actress who played Claudio. She looks okay. she looks so much. She like looks Kimmy exactly Schmidt. like Kimmy Schmidt. Really? Well, now that you've watched it, okay. Do you remember? Oh, so okay. Good. Do you? Remember? I didn't watch. I didn't watch the whole thing though. Wait. wait she wait, just wait, wait. started it. I'm on season like two. Okay. I'm well, like binging it. Do you know? You know the girl who goes, "I hate you, Kimmy." You know, uh, her sister, her half sister. Yeah, that, that was in the bunker with her. Uh, no, she wasn't in the bunker with her. her. Okay, her when you get to that, okay. if you go back and you remember the actress who played in in the play, okay, she was um, play with us. Yeah, with us. Okay, the actress who played Puck. Oh, okay. Holy yeah, yeah, shit! Yeah, 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 yeah. She is a dead ringer for oh, I hate you, Kimmy. Who is actually? Well, I'm gonna have to go back and rewatch that because I don't remember it. it. Yeah, I yeah. remember that. Yeah, <laughs> she rapped. Yes, yeah. I remember oh, her God, I love Kimmy Schmidt. I, she, when I say she is like one of the funniest. Oh, she's incredible. She's so <laughs> Titus. Funny. I love Titus. Titus, 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 Titus is face. She's like, mm, I gotta. <laughs> just I gotta go. Every expression. Titus is the best. Titus can do no wrong. Just. Is that why you cry in the bathroom? No, Kimmy, that's because of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I follow him on Instagram and he like comes on there and he's like, Do you know? Why? It's like, what? Do you know who he played? Uh, the first time I ever saw him, <laughs> he played in, uh, he was on Broadway. Okay, I can see that. In The Little Mermaid. <gasps> 
He played um, what he Sebastian. Play? Sebastian. No, he under the sea. Yeah, he played Sebastian. Under the sea. Yeah. And it, it was like, it's he's awesome. It's so awesome. It's like it's Titus. Yeah. I just thought he's, <laughs> when you have famous. a minute, look up his uh, extra <laughs> gif because at one point, and I'm not going to give you any, any context. Don't tell me anything. No, it's, it, it doesn't ruin anything. He's yeah. walking down the street with a black cape on, okay. shades, and he's walking a peacock yeah, on a peacock, leash. Yeah. And He's, he runs into somebody that he's trying to impress. Right. He takes off his, his sunglasses. Don't, she said, don't, don't spoil tell it. Me. Oh, damn it, man. I was uh, saying, and I don't she, want to do that. She takes off, <laughs> he takes off his sunglasses, and underneath is another pair of sunglasses. Yeah. Yes, Titus, yeah. <laughs> Titus is so extra. Well, one, of my fr- one of the things my friends and I do is, is if something. <laughs> If something happens, we can, run, Lillian. Oh, <laughs> run, Lillian. <laughs> I, I, me and my mom, my mom came in town for Mother's Day, and we started. We saw, I saw her on the cover, and I was like, I know her from the office. We started binging. My mom was like, I'm on like season five. My mom, and I'm like, I'm on season two. So yeah. you really, and my mom loves the show. Oh God, the office. It oh, has it's awesome. To be good. It's even because uh, yeah. you know that Steve Carell left later in the seasons and stuff like that. That's very public, but yeah. somehow they made it work. Yeah, and I, mm-hmm. I'm not going to spoil anything for you, but you and I have had discussions about Will Ferrell and my feelings about that. So. I've seen, I've, no, I've seen, I've seen The Office. Oh, I, I thought I, you I just said no, you're on season two. No, I said no, no, Kimmy. Kimmy oh, Kimmy Schmidt. Kimmy okay, yeah. sorry. I've watched The Office all the way through. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love The Office. I'm actually well, going to be participating in an Office trivia event this coming ooh. Friday, and I'm going to, next Friday. Uh huh. Where, when? Tell me the details. I will send them to Please, you. Please, I, I will be there. Well, sp- speaking of details, because we are at the point in the show where we regrettably must sign off. Okay, um, we're getting there. Yes, we so. need. Tell us again every single what. Tell us your social media. Okay. And tell us about where you're going to be perf- uh, appearing. Okay. First of my name is Shawan, but my social media is Wani G. That's W A N N Y dot G. That's on Instagram and Facebook. Um, July 17th, I will be at Village Theater, 7 p.m., $10 at the door. Performing and competing for a five hundred dollar prize. Heck yeah! Comedy stand up event. And and you know what we should do is is there an email address that people have to email to say this is the person we want to win? Yeah, when you get in there, the email will be on like a, a screen or something. Okay. So when we all we so all it's not done performing, yet. yeah. Okay. okay, so what we're gonna do yeah. then though is we're gonna find out. We're gonna tweet that the yes. second we know it. Yes. You mean Darth is gonna tweet that because you don't? Yeah, because I don't tweet things. <laughs> Twitter. Yeah, you do Twitter and friend face and, and friend face. blue teeth and all that stuff. <laughs> and, and, but but we we encourage we, we encourage everyone out there who is an honest, decent human being to yes. cheat their balls off. Come on, red blooded Americans, <laughs> cheat cares? like your mama taught you. Because we want to make sure that we cheat as much as we know everyone else is going to be cheating. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. they, oh, they cheat. Of course they cheat. Yeah. We got that. I'm going to bring you back to the movie one last final time. Yes, ma'am. Because we do conclude with Robin Williams. Uh, he has this heartfelt court scene. Ultimately, yeah. he wins custody of his children, not through the court, but because Sally Field takes pity on him. Mm. And they're they're sort of reminiscing, and they're like, oh, I miss her. I miss her impressions. I miss her stories. And right. Sally Field's like, Mrs. Doubtfire isn't real. You come to find she's now a character on the show, and Robin Williams right. is the star. I didn't think about that. That's Everything yeah. came full circle. Oh yes. He's got his own little show now. And, and to be fair, Your Honor, she used to, you know, mm, Burt Reynolds. 
For real, so, though. You know. I mean, Pierce Brosnan and Burt Reynolds wanted this woman. Smokey and James Bond yeah. wanted this woman. I mean, hey, the bandit. Sorry, and, the bandit wanted Pierce Brosnan ended up with Keely Shea Smith. So, I mean, everybody so, won. You know. But, um, <laughs> but, yeah, you get a good, poignant, like, sad court scene. Things right. are kind of downtrodden for a minute, but then Sally Field has a change of heart, and Robin mm. Williams gets his kids back. And uh, what really got me is that now that Robin is gone, whenever I see a sad moment in his movies, yeah. it's even harder to watch. It is. But he's, it's a happy moment, but yeah. you hear Mrs. Doubtfire reading a letter from the fans, and one of them says, my parents are divorcing, mm-hmm. and my brother says we're not going to be a family anymore. And he's like, no, dear, the families come in all shapes and sizes, dear. It's okay. And uh, just telling her that it's... Makes me uh, want to tear up just hearing you tell it. It's, gonna, it's sad. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's sad. awful. But he's like, uh, families sometimes just have one mummy or one daddy or uh, they don't live together or whatever. But uh, don't worry, dear. You have all my love. Goodbye, puppet. And I was just like, oh, my God, I can't. Yeah. That was like the ending anymore. of the movie. Yeah. And it, it, it made sense. And then it fades it to black. Sad. Yeah. But it's just, oh, it's well, such a heartfelt movie I, at the core of it. You know, and, and not to, this will sound really dark, but it's actually light if you if you hear the, when I was in uh, in college, in grad school, and a professor, really, really great professor, his daughter died. Oh, no. And we had a little memorial service, and, you know, I, I went up to him and I said, you know, um, I don't even know what to say. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know what to tell you right now. I don't know what to say. Nobody does. And he said, you know, I take comfort in the fact that, because she was 18 when she died. Mm. Oh, God. And he said, for 18 years, she was a part of my life. I got to have her in my life for 18 years. Oh, and Jesus. And if I, and I'm looking at it from the, the glass half full. Wow, wow. Because I had her in my life for 18 years. And I think with people like Robin Williams, mm. you know, these people, you don't know what's going on in their lives. You don't know the heartache and the trouble and and, and, and everything, you know. But we we got to enjoy Robin Williams for our childhood. Yeah. yeah. He was true. just this magical yeah. elf of a figure that came and... Yeah. Came and went, yeah. unfortunately. Wow. And and he crossed generations. Whether whether you're first, you know, if you're if you're you know like whether me, you're Mork and Mindy, yeah, whether and it was you're like Aladdin. Aladdin. That's what I was gonna say. Which you know, is uh, actually, listeners, the next film we'll be talking about. Yeah. It's gonna be a Robin Williams heavy week, yeah. which wow, I'm okay that's with. So true. Yeah, yep. But it's like you know, look, whether you you got to know him as Mork or as Aladdin, you know, we got to have this person as a part of our. Youth, that magical time when when the world Our minds is were just, still developing. Yeah, and like, you know. Well, it's, that's why I always loved him and J- and I always put him and Jim Carrey in the same boat together because they were. I was kind of a strange kid, and I was I you know was just happy to see these beacons of light in these two adults that were not just funny and goofy, but yeah. successfully yeah. funny and goofy. Yeah. They were my heroes growing up. Yeah. And that's why I was just so heartbroken to hear that he had passed. But Yeah, I mean, it, in, in, in dark times, you know, it's, it's such an amazing thing to have somebody who can just laugh and mm-hmm. be happy. And know? make everybody wow. in the room happy. Yeah. It's true. just, exactly. it's a rare talent. Wow. Well... All that to be said, um, you can actually reach us, listeners, on the dying social media on Facebook. You and Instagram. Re- and Instagram. You can reach us uh, on Twitter as well at Hindsight Horror. You can reach us on Instagram, the more popular of the grams, from what I can tell. And Hindsight is <laughs> yeah, horrifying. Yeah. We tweet a lot about beer and variant brewing and our podcast every now and then, I guess. 
Um, but we're just so happy to have had Shawan to come and share this time Thank with us. Thank you very you much. Thanks again. Thank you. And um, We've always got some future projects cooking up, listeners, so just keep keep in tune with us. I know you don't follow us on social media or, or email us, but we know you're listening. We know you're out there. Yep, <laughs> we know you're there. And as we say every week, and, and before I say that, though, again, thank you, Shawan, for yes, being here with us. thank you for us. having me, guys. I had a ball. You it was awesome. a blast. <laughs> yeah, it, it was, was a blast. Fun. It was fun. We and may the, not stay on topic, but damn, do we have fun. We had yeah, a good time. Yeah, and the rule is, you know, you guessed... Once that just means you got to come back again. I shall. Yeah. We've already had two repeat. You know guests. I will. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. You know I yeah. will. You guys know. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Well, we have to hear about how that comedy show goes. Yes. So. Well, I we'll leave. be there. That's we'll be true. there. We'll be there. Guys, well, man. Um, Cheating the system. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and on that note, we would like to thank everybody out there for spending your daytime, your nighttime, your drive time, whatever time it was with us. We hope you enjoyed hanging out with us. We certainly enjoyed hanging out with you. For Hindsight is Horrifying, this is Jason Mitchell. Your beloved Darth Jader. Wani G. And we look forward to seeing you again very soon. Good night, everybody. Later. Good night.